Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. In this podcast, we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. We know that we were created by God and for God. And when we apply His Word and His principles to our lives in every area, that's when we flourish, that's when we overcome, that's when we prosper. That is where we have the joy of the Lord and He is our strength and He is our peace no matter what this world throws at us. We want to be healthy in our spiritual lives and come as close as we can to God. We want our souls, our emotions, our thoughts to line up with God's Word so that we can have joy in the midst of the storm. We can have peace in the midst of the tragedy. And in our bodies, we want to take care of our bodies and exercise and eat well so that we can do the things that God has planned and purposed for us to do while on planet Earth. Now, we started a a couple of podcasts ago going through the Word of God. I thought, you know what? There are so many people out there, whether they are new to the faith or whether they have been a Christian for a while and they've just not heard or learned the Bible stories, I thought, let's just go through the Bible and highlight some of the stories. I homeschooled my children and we literally learned with storybook Bibles. I want to, you know, always emphasize the fact that these are not just mere stories. These are true facts of real people in the Bible. These stories really did happen. I studied with my children alongside them. We studied history along with Bible so that we would literally see the kind of land and what life was like when the people in the Bible lived on earth. So like Moses, he was, uh, he was in Egypt. And so we learned about the Pharaohs and what his life would have been like. We learned about Abraham and what it was like to live in that area of the world and what Jesus was, what he, what his surroundings were like, or maybe even in the New Testament, what it was like for Paul to travel around, uh, you know, Greece and Rome and those places. So just know the Bible is a part of history. These things really did happen. So I just want to highlight some of the miraculous stories and the things that God did for certain people in the Bible so that it increases our faith. It gives us knowledge to know, wow, this is what the need was. This is what the sin was. And this is how God came through time and time again for mankind. So today we're going into Genesis and we're going to talk about Noah. These uh, scriptures are taken from Genesis chapter 5 through chapter 9. Now, I am not going to read through the chapters, but I do want to recommend that you grab your Bible and follow along with me uh, in this reading. I am reading from the Immerse Bible, and that is literally the New Living Translation. So if you want to get the New Living Translation or the Immerse Bible, the Immerse Bible literally reads like a storybook. So you can start reading through and then put your bookmark in and come back the next day. Very easy reading, uh, pretty simplistic even for children. Maybe not teeny, teeny small children. I would definitely recommend a child storybook Bible for a small child. But um, the, the story, you'll be surprised how much uh, even kids can pick up on with the Immersed Bible. So let's talk about Noah and his family. Uh, we talked about Adam and Eve. They were created. They were put on earth. God had already 
made the universe and the earth. He put vegetation and plants and water, everything that Adam and Eve would need to survive. Then Adam and Eve started having children. We see sin affect Adam and Eve and their children. And it so it goes because sin is affecting all of mankind from the very beginning. We see that Adam and Eve, when we continue reading on, we see that Adam actually lived 930 years. The, the people of the Bible, they lived for a long time in the very beginning. We see the man who lived the longest, or at least the longest account in the Bible, was a man named Methuselah. He lived 969 years. So that's almost a thousand years old. So uh, we also see as you move along that it literally says, uh, there's a verse that says, then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. So now we see that mankind, they used to live almost a thousand years and God shortened that lifespan to no more than 120 years. Okay, so now we see Noah come on the scene. Okay, so children were having children, having children, having children, and now we see Noah. Now, sin is in the earth, but the Bible says that Noah was a righteous man. I want to point out something with that word righteous. That does not mean without sin. Righteous means in right relationship with God. So Noah loved God. He was in relationship with God. We see that he's going to be obedient to God. But as far as the people on the earth, it says that now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all of this corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Okay. So God is giving the plan to Noah. And he starts giving instructions to Noah. And this is how this can apply to us today. This is why we need to be in relationship with God because God will communicate with us. He wants to communicate with us. The beautiful thing about our relationship with God now is that God chooses to live on the inside of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he can speak with us and move us. And when we pray, we can literally feel him and feel his presence on the inside of us. God is in all things and around all things. But when, when he says that, that we are his temple, that literally means that he comes to live on the inside of us when we ask him to. So we need to be in relationship with God so that we can do the things he's asking us to do. So he's asking Noah to build a large boat. He gives the dimensions. You can read um, again in, I'm reading from Genesis 5 through 9, those chapters. So you can read about the dimensions and read the details. And then he tells Noah, look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Now, we know that from what we have read before, that it had never rained because the water would come up from the ground. God had separated the waters from the heavens and the earth. So there was a space called sky in between the waters in the heavens and the waters on the earth. So uh, there were bodies of water and then there was the water that came 
from the earth. So, uh, so there's that. And, uh, but Noah has to follow God's instructions, even though he doesn't understand. He's like, you know, he doesn't understand what rain is. Like, how is rain going to fall from the sky? Uh, we understand later on, uh, God's giving him more instructions about how many animals he's going to take on the boat with him. But we understand a little bit later, it says that the underground waters erupted from the earth. Okay, so imagine that. All of the waters are in the ground. And when the time came that it rained, literally the water is erupting from the ground. Like amazing, amazing. You just sit and think. It's like there's a word called Selah. And we see that in the Psalms. And what Selah means is pause and think about that. And I call those Selah moments. That's definitely a Selah moment to just pause and think about that. Um, so he was giving instructions to Noah to take with you. We, we hear the stories of taking animals two by two, two by two. Um, but while Noah was on the ark, there were going to be sacrifices um, of animals. Okay. So that is something that was a custom because we see Abel and Cain, and we know that Abel made the first sacrifice and brought it unto the Lord. Okay. So that was a sacrifice. And so that became the custom. And just remember everything from the old Testament is pointing towards Jesus because Jesus ends up being the, the sacrifice for us, for our sins. So, uh, God is telling Noah to take seven pairs, male and female of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice. So God is telling him even the food that he's going to need and also the, uh, the, the animals that would be prepared for sacrifice. And he said, take one pair of each of the other animals. Okay. He also said, take seven pairs of every kind of bird. Interesting. So seven pairs of the birds. So, uh, that's, those are just some little fun facts, you know, which there's always purpose in what God does. But some things like later on when people say, oh, two by two, you can say, oh, but there were actually seven pairs, male and female for animals that they would eat and sacrifice. And there were also seven pairs of every kind of bird. So very interesting. Noah was also, he was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. Okay, so he lived to be 930, but he was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. So he went on board the boat to escape the flood, he and his wife and his sons and their wives. So it wasn't just Noah, it was his wife and his children and their wives. And I I don't know if, if maybe he had grandchildren as well, but as far as Noah and his household, They were all saved. And I want you to think about this. Let's go a little bit deeper in this. When I think about Noah's Ark, I think of it being a secret place. It is a secret place for the righteous. It's a place where people are, the the people who are in relationship with God can go into that safe place, even when all of the violence and the destruction is outside in the world. And even when those people are going through judgment with, you know, right with the story of Noah, we see the floods coming and they are going through judgment. 
God keeps his people safe and protected. He goes before us. Remember, we talked about that in the last podcast, that God goes and prepares a way. God was asking Noah to do, you know, like to build the boat according to specific measurements so that there would be preparation not only for Noah, but for his family and for the animals, even to the way that the boat was sealed so that water would not leak into the boat. Okay, so God prepares the way for us. So just know we can rest assured, even in the world that we live in today, God is with us, he has gone before us, and he prepares a secret place for us uh, to protect us and take care of us. Doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. Doesn't mean, I mean, think about that. Noah had to live on a boat. We're going to learn a little bit later as you continue reading. It wasn't just like it rained for 40 days, but Noah had to stay on the boat way, way longer than just the 40 days. It says that um, God remembered Noah and it says that God started sending a wind to blow across the earth and he started drying up. It says after 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. So the boat came to rest on Mount Ararat. However, uh, he was not able to get out of the boat because there's still water everywhere else. So it took even longer for the earth to dry up. It says two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, another mountain peak became visible, or it says other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. We always hear the story about the dove, but he actually released a raven, and that raven went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, because it didn't find dry land. It says that Noah also released a dove to see if water had receded, the dove could not find dry ground. It could not find a tree, so it came back. Later on, uh, Noah sent it back out, and he says that he waited another seven days. Noah released the dove again, and this time the dove returned with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. So at that point, Noah knew, okay, uh, so there is an olive leaf. So that means that everything's not just covered over. It's starting to recede where the dove could actually, you know, grab a hold of a twig and bring it back. Now, Noah was, so they were on that boat for over a year. Okay. So it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but waiting for that water to, you know, and the, the earth had been destroyed, the people had been destroyed, and it's just Noah and his family on the boat with all of these animals. So even when God is protecting us, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy, but it is going to strengthen us. It's going to help us, you know, become closer to God because who else do you have? You have your family uh, and you have the animals, but it's going to force you to come closer to God. So just know when you are going through those hard times, Seek God, come into that, come into that secret place with God, pray to Him, worship Him, have fellowship with Him, grab your Bible and learn more about Him because this season is going to be a precious season. So even for Noah, he was in that boat for over a year, but after that boat season was over, 
he didn't go back into the boat. Like that season was over. And I just want to encourage you that when you are in a hard, difficult season, just know it's not going to last forever, but make the most out of it while you are there and seek God on that spiritual level. Yeah, the physical, the things you see, the things you might emotionally feel might be treacherous and hard, but you can come closer and know God uh, in ways that you've never known him before. Now, the boat is rested on Mount Ararat. We see that the waters have receded. The doves, you know, the dove brought back a twig. Now we hear from God. And uh, it says that Noah built an altar to the Lord. And there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, okay, This is what God said. I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though, excuse me, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. Listen to that. Even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. So God knows that we are not perfect. He knows that we are mortal flesh. He knows that we have a bent towards evil, even from childhood. You know, that whole thought of thinking, oh my, I just had a baby and it's a little angel and they are just perfect. The Bible is so clear that we are tainted with sin, even from childhood, even from birth. And even David, later on, we, we will, will get into the account of David. And he says, from the womb, I was with sin. None of us are perfect and we all have sin. We are all tainted. Okay. We are, you know, that, that saying, someone has poisoned the water hole. <laughs> the enemy has poisoned mankind and we, we fell for it. We, you know, Eve welcomed him, the ideas that the enemy brought and she part, took of the the sin. She partook of the fruit and she gave it to her husband. And so sin has just tainted mankind, even to a point where God wiped all of mankind out, getting a fresh start. But even from that point, God said, okay, men are bent towards evil. That's that's where they're going to go. And that's even from Noah. So it, So we know that Noah was not perfect. Even Noah was bent towards evil. Okay, so let's move on. Um, So I think it's very interesting because it says God, you know, blessed Noah and his sons and told them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Okay, so that's what he told Adam and Eve. And he's telling this again to Noah and his sons, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. So that is kind of a fun fact. That's the point that all of man or, or that all of animals, all of the, you know, every live creature outside of man would be afraid of man, like in terror, fear and terror. So only the tame animals. So even when you have pets, they have to be tamed, right? Because if you have a, just because a dog is a dog, that doesn't mean it's going to be a tame dog. You have to work to tame it. 
So very interesting. This is the point where the animals become afraid and, and terrified of mankind. Um, so we see later on, I think this is interesting. I'm just going to drop this where it is and let you meditate on this and let Holy Spirit speak to you. God says, I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. I just think that's interesting. And yes, we do see accounts of people in the Bible that killed. We see David, who was a man after God's own heart. There was wartime and there were times when, you know, that God continued to destroy. But I just think that's interesting that God's deepest, deepest desire is that there would be unity and love and that we would all get along. And let me tell you, in the New Testament, because of Jesus, there is hope for unity and especially for all eternity. When we go to heaven, we will all get along. We will have unity. We will even the, 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 the fear and terror even of the animals with us. It will be no more. Things will go back to the, to the original way that God intended, but God is allowing us this trial period on earth to see which do we want to choose. Do we want to choose God's ways or do we want to choose the ways of destruction? Um, then God makes a covenant with Noah and we're going to end here. We're going to talk about the covenant and we're going to wrap it up. God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants, and with all the animals that were on the boat with you. And he lists all the animals. He says, never again will flood waters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I sent clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. And he repeats it again. Never again will the flood waters destroy all of life. Okay, so he even repeats it. When I see the rainbow, I will remember the eternal covenant. A covenant. Um, yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant. I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. So we see the real true meaning of the rainbow. It is a promise. It is a promise from God himself that he loves us. He will not destroy us. That even in our darkest, deepest sin, there is still hope that we can come to God and we can live life in a more prosperous way, especially this day and age. Again, I'm repeating the, the fact that we can have Holy Spirit living on the inside of us empowering us to have a good life. Even in the Old Testament, there were consequences for sin. We even see it in the New Testament. There are consequences for sin, but the Lord wants to strengthen us and help us to realize, you know what? 
You don't have to live that way. You don't have to adhere to the things of the world. You don't have to live that violent lifestyle, the lifestyle of disunity and discord and hating your brother or your sister. You don't have to live in unforgiveness or hatred or you you don't have to live that way. You can come into the Noah's Ark, if you will. You can come into that secret place with the Lord and, and you can literally take the baggage to the Lord. Like if you had, I look at it as if you have a backpack on your back and you are carrying the burdens, you're carrying the sins, you're carrying the hardships of planet earth and you've done it your way for so long. And God is saying, come into the secret place. And lay down your burdens. Just lay it down and let's unpack these things. You know, and, and the way that I see it, like the way that it would look is, okay, let's unpack this way that you spoke to your husband. Let's unpack the way that you have dishonored your mother and your father. Let's look at the way that you have been, um, uh, you know, sinful towards your best friend or towards your coworker or you have had road rage or whatever. Just fill in the blank. And God's going to say, listen, this is full of sin and we confess it. We confess it to God. Like, God, I've tried to do this on my own and I've made a mess of things. Will you show me your ways? Because your ways are higher and greater and God will give you the deeper understandings. I will encourage you to do your research, to dig in deeper with God's word, read the stories, but ask Holy Spirit to highlight the things that will literally change your life so that you are living the godly life, the prosperous life. And I'm not talking money. I'm talking emotionally prosperous. I'm talking when you're going through tragedy, you still have a peace that sustains you. You have security in God that carries you through. No matter how high the floodwaters get, God is carrying you through just like he carried Noah and his family through on that boat. He will carry you through your hardship. Okay. So I just want you to meditate on those things and, and ask God, God, how am I doing this my way? How am I doing these things my way? And what is the higher road? What's the higher way that you want me to, uh, just replace it and show me? And he will forgive you for your ways and he will start teaching you the new way to do things. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like and share this podcast or comment below, uh, give it a rating and, um, and share it because the more that you comment and like and, uh, share this with others, and review it, you know, do the, the rating and review, it will bring it up on the algorithms and it will bring the message to more people so that more people can listen in to the podcast and hear uh, the truths of God's word and to understand the story of the Bible that is real and factual and they will understand, wow, that's amazing that God has been so good to mankind for all of these years and he still wants to be good to me today. So um, I love you guys. I'm so glad you're tuning in and have a great day and uh, we'll just wait until the next podcast. I'll see you then. Bye.